0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chandanen. Hello everyone, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and for today's review, I'm joined by Lim Su-An from the Bigger Picture team. Thank you for joining me for the very first time, Su-An.
0: It's my pleasure. I'm excited and nervous. <laughs>
1: Nothing to be nervous about. Um, so Ann is here with me today to review not a new show, but a virtual restaging of a musical that was first staged back in 2007, Tunku the Musical. And that title should give you an indication of what it's about is essentially um, the story of Malaysia post-independence. And it takes you right up to the 1969 riots and then sort of links a lot of these historical events together in a very personal way. So given that it is Merdeka and Malaysia Day, they are making this available for free on their YouTube channel. uh, And it's there until the 12th of September. And we also thought it would be a really nice opportunity to revisit a show that was done a while back and kind of talk about how it relates to today. So I haven't watched Tunku either. So this is my first watching of it. What did you make of it, Sven? What were your main takeaways?
0: Mm, I think overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it was also a part of it was just me missing watching musical stage shows in person. And of course, this doesn't recreate that same feeling. But I really enjoyed, you know, sort of being thrown back into this world where you just get to get lost for a bit. And especially in something that is so personal, right? It is a story that, like you said, is so familiar to us. But to watch it being brought to life in in how they staged it, in the lyrics and the songs that they wrote, I thought overall i really enjoyed it and you know the cast was just amazing
1: i do want to say that this hasn't been filmed to be watched as a video so mm-hmm. you do have to give it a little bit of leeway in terms of the quality of the the, the filming itself um and it's also an old recording so um, i mean if you keep those things in mind I completely agree it was just it was quite a treat to watch this particularly at this point in time i think it's been a it's been a tough year it's a tough it's been a sort of bittersweet medicaka and many ways Mm -hmm. so i think revisiting something like this it's it it kind of gives you a lot of food for thought it also made me miss um theater and live shows and performances very much um just to run through um, who the people involved were. So the show was written by Lim Yik and Tenki Gan. Um, and it features music by Mervin Peters, choreography by Joseph Gonzalez, and really um, a whole host of names on stage that you'll probably still recognize. Mm-hmm. Douglas Lim, Tony Yusuf, Maria Yasmin, uh, Doreen Tang. So it's a really good I think capsule of also that era where musical theatre was like a really big thing in Malaysia. I remember back in the, I am um, on to say like the early to mid 2000s, um, mm-hmm. there were a lot of these musical theatre productions coming out, um, inspired by things like Putri Gunung Ledang. And so there were a whole bunch of these sorts of shows happening. And it's kind of nice to be reminded of it. Let's talk about, I suppose, let's break down some of the different elements of the, of the show. So... It was interesting to me that though it's called Tunku the Musical, the musical isn't actually about Tunku Abdul Rahman. It's more about him and his place in history and I think almost a certain ethos that he embodies. Um, And that, I think, was interesting to me because I didn't realise that that's how the show pans out.
0: Mm, Same. I, I read the synopsis before watching it I and for some reason it still didn't occur to me that the show wouldn't actually involve Tunku in it at all. You know, for some reason in my head I thought that Tony Yusuf was playing Tunku Abu Rahman. <laughs> I think because of how the poster was and and, and 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 clearly I didn't pay enough attention to detail. But yeah, it's really interesting how they called it Tunku the musical, but really it's about, you know, um how his legacy i guess almost like his hand in creating history in malaysia i like I that guess-
1: you say hand because the poster literally features his hand
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that i guess that was the intention potentially
1: yeah and it's in, he he actually just to be clear tunku abdul rahman never actually shows up in the production. He's mm-hmm. there in like stock footage, he's used in, you know, sort of background video and so on. But there is no Tunku character in the show. Instead, um, the main character, as it were, the, the the person that sort of embodies a lot of these, um, the tensions of the story is really a political aid called Syed, and Mm -hmm. that's who uh, Tony Yusuf plays. And he kind of, I think he embodies the opposite almost of what Tunku wanted for Malaysia. So we see Merdeka and then it moving on to having these tensions between uh, the races. We see the Singapore-Malaysia separation. And It also struck me that I didn't expect this to be such a tough watch. Um, A lot of the things that they show in the production, and and particularly because of the way it's been visualized by the choreography, by the sets and and the movement and the music, a lot of them are quite difficult to watch. Um, The uh, May 13th riots, for instance, the Singapore-Malaysian separation, I found them quite, I don't know, distressing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and despite the quality of the video, you know, despite that this wasn't filmed to be live streamed one day, right? The the scenes where they showed the May thirteen riots, I think, like you said, that was that was really quite hard hitting, you know, because you really still get pulled in. Um, you 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 almost feel like you are right there in the theater, and I think that you you can feel the emotions coming off you know, from the characters. And I think the way that you see the different characters, you know, being pulled into the scene without giving any spoilers and how, you know, and and the twist at the end, I think that was, I think, one of the strongest parts of the whole musical to me. I think it really got a lot stronger from midway point onwards. And I think especially the last 20 minutes were really quite emotional.
1: So we mentioned side There are a couple of other characters that have a lot of um, stage time. There's um, a pair of young lovers um, who kind of embody the I think the troubles of being from different races at that point in time, there is um, a, a woman who's uh, well, Sy- who's related to Syed in some way, um, who also kind of embodies some of those tensions. So I think the thing that perhaps was a little bit of a letdown for me is that these characters are really interesting mm-hmm. and the history that they're set against is very interesting but the plot was not the strongest. I felt like the the story almost relies on the characters and the, and the, our historical knowledge to carry it through without necessarily doing the best it could with the story.
0: Definitely, definitely. There's a lot that it, it expects you as the audience to know about, right? It expects that you go in already knowing what is going to happen. And I found that, you know, you get sucked into each character's story in the moment but then you sort of then forget about them the moment you move on to another scene and another character is introduced right they're sort of very siloed in a way and they're not you know there's I guess you have threads that sort of tie them together but they're not very strong and so I I, you know like you while I do enjoy each character's scenes it's the plot at the end of the day I find that I, I struggle to say that I really loved it. And then, and of course like we haven't mentioned yet um Douglas Lim's character right? He plays Paul who is a journalist, but for me I didn't even find out that he's a journalist until like quite a bit into the show, you know? It's not clear up front why he's there. And I think while well, I enjoyed his performance tremendously. His character was a bit confusing to me. Like he, he was sort of there just to like prod the
1: plot along. Mm, he plays a combination of like um Showmaster, MC slash journalist, narrator? narrator. So, like, he fulfills a few functions, and because he's fun to watch, it's fun to watch him come on screen. But at the same time, you're right. I felt that much like a lot of the other parts of the plot, his character also wasn't developed to the point where you 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 sort of latch on to him and understand what the role of this this person is in this production. And other than Syed, I sort of felt that, I think, about most of the characters in the show. You use the word scenes, and I think that's actually quite apt because as a musical, it has great scenes and it moves mm-hmm. from scene to scene very well, set to set very well, but the threads holding them together are not the strongest. So then you're kind of, and, and that prevents you from getting fully immersed into the story, I feel.
0: Mm. Definitely, yeah. I I think the music helps a lot because it was written so well. So at least there's that to sort of draw you into each scene. But yeah, when you think back, I think I struggle to to piece back the order in which the scenes were happening because all I can remember are the ones that stuck out to me
1: most. We're reviewing Tunku the Musical. It was first staged in 2007 uh, and KLPAC is now making it available for free on their YouTube channel until the 12th of September. They're also open for donations if you'd like to contribute after watching the show. Let us know, do you enjoy local musicals? What are some of your favourites? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Jindalik.
0: Bole for Malaysia, ha! BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station.
1: You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chenda. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by The Bigger Pictures' Lim Su An. And together we are reviewing Tunku the Musical. Uh, it was first staged by KLPAC in 2007 and now available uh, for free over YouTube on on the KLPAC's YouTube channel. Uh, and of course, that's happening because of Merdeka and Malaysia Day. Uh, it's available until the 12th of September and... We've spent quite a bit of time talking about the story and um, and the characters and the plot. I wanted to get into how the show looks um, because I think that's actually one of the biggest strengths of this production, and it really made me wish I had been able to catch it when they first staged it. I loved how they work with. Um, I think my favorite thing was actually the screens, and so when something is happening on stage, they have all of this historical footage. Sometimes of Tunku Abdul Rahman, but you know, sometimes in like a romantic scene, they even play around with. Ramley movies yes. um, and it was really lovely like everything about the the set um, and the way they navigated the set I enjoyed so much
0: mm. I think in when when I think back about it it's a very simple set and yet it evokes so much emotion there's such familiarity with it and I love that playback of old footage on the screen, you know, it it's it gives it such a nostalgic feel when you're watching the musical. Like you're sort of traveling back in time for a bit, and I think there's there's something about how Malaysian it was that I really loved.
1: Speaking of traveling back in time, um, what did you think of the costumes? Because I. I really liked how they went with um, almost uniformly black, white and grey for everyone as a way to kind of evoke the black and white nature of the footage that they're showing and of history. Um, initially, I was like, oh, why is everything so dull and drab? But over over the course of the show, I think I I really started enjoying how, I don't know, how fresh it looked.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I don't think I actually noticed it. But now that you mentioned it, you know, I do recall that really it's only at the end that they are suddenly in very colourful clothing. Yes, suddenly
1: it's all in colour.
0: I I guess that shows how it felt right to me. I guess that they were in black and white. It was fitting with the emotions and with the backgrounds that they were showing on stage.
1: Did you have favourite parts or favourite sequences?
0: Hmm. I think think some of my favorite ones have to be when um, Syed was with Maria I think her name is um, as well as the younger couple I think because that was really the very personal manifestation right of how the racial tensions during that time had affected people on a very personal level with their relationship with the people around them rather than a very big picture look on society.
1: That's so interesting because I think my favorite scenes were almost the exact opposite. I liked Syed every time he was on screen. Um, I really think Tony Youssef was so good in this role, in a role that's very difficult to like, Mm -hmm. um, but he was very charismatic. So you can also understand why he commands the kind of following that he manages to. Uh, But my favorite was actually, um, well, I had a couple. One is when there's this sort of little um, argument between a Chinese a uh, vendor and a Malay vendor about who laksa belongs to. I <laughs> thought it was so Malaysian and so fun to watch. I also really liked the way they visualized the Singapore Malaysia separation. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's this really nice. Um, scene of the vote that happens right before the um, May 13th. And, and you know, basically it's all a voting booth, but just the visuals of it and how they visualise this idea of the vote on screen. Um, I thought that was really, really clever.
0: Mm. I, I actually just want to briefly touch on that last point, right? I thought that was such a smart move because it's, it's such. It's an argument that still is so relevant <laughs> up until today. You know, we defend our food and at the same time fight
1: with each other over our food. So my my thing was though, and and I wanted to bring this up um along that line of what makes a Malaysian story. One thing I did feel was missing um was so the story obviously because it's also centered on May thirteenth mm-hmm. um has a lot to do with Chinese Malay relations. Yep. Uh, there are. Indian um, ensemble members in the show so in you know dancers and background cast and so on but I did feel like the story as a whole didn't feature anyone Indian and that sort of made mm, me no, feel a little I don't know something felt a little off because it's it felt as if the Indian community had no place in this Medeca narrative.
0: Mm. Yeah it's I think, it, yeah, it's a bit strange and it's not that it's not doable, isn't it? There, there have been other Malaysian musicals centered around local stories that have sort of included the, the, the role that different races, different ethnicities play. It, do, it does feel like a, a missed opportunity. I think that was also part of one of the reasons why the plot felt a bit weak because there was this sense that it was overly focused on the Malay-Chinese tensions that were happening at the time.
1: Do you think there's still value um, in watching these sorts of shows, archival shows that were staged? I mean, gosh, at this point, it was 13 years ago.
0: I I think it's definitely worth watching because, you know, at the end of it, when they were sort of um, fast forwarded to 2007, I think, which was when the, the, the musical ends, and when it was staged, there was that sort of hopefulness that things would change for the better. And I guess watching it now, 13 years later, you know, especially considering the past what 17, 18 months that we've been through and how turbulent it's been politically, especially, it felt it felt very appropriate that we're watching this again now. And also it made me kind of sad that. Maybe if this was staged now, it wouldn't be as hopeful as it was back then.
1: I completely agree. You know, I didn't expect for the ending to get to me the way it did. Because it ends... I think it has something to do with the fact also that a lot of these performers, they are still active now. You know them. Mm-hmm. They are recognisable. Um, they look so much more hopeful than I feel now. Um you know, it ends with this um, colourful, grand song. And, you know, part of the lyrics say things like, perhaps someday we'll have the answer. And this was during Malaysia's 50th Merdeka. And we've now bypassed the 60th. And uh, even at this point in time, I think I I suddenly felt like, oh, uh, how much longer do we have to work and try to have that answer, right? And I think that made me a little sad. I didn't expect that kind of a meta feeling. Um, And I think part of the challenge was, uh, I I, I honestly, the ending left me feeling a lot more bittersweet than I expected. And, And that's both good and a little tough. But like you said, I think a very appropriate watch for this point in time.
0: And they ask a very pertinent question as well. They asked, what does this Madeka mean? And I think it's something that a lot of us were actually thinking about this past Madeka. What does it mean now to us? You know, I think a lot of people are struggling with the meaning behind the holiday, as well as whether it's something that we do want to celebrate at this time.
1: Do you want to see this
0: restage? do you think? I would like to say yes. I think I want to see it restaged because I want to see what they would change, you know, what the directors or the producers or the writer would change about how the story ends specifically because of this was written for a very specific point in time. It was written to end in 2007 and 13 years later. I think we've gone through so much. Um I think we don't need to say 13 years later, just in the past two years, we've gone through so much. I think it'll be really interesting to see how it's staged today. But I wonder if it would feel different.
1: I absolutely think it would feel different. And I, I would. I think that I would like to see it staged. I definitely would like to see it staged again. But I would like to see... So I mentioned the inclusion of um, Indians. But, you know, I'd mm-hmm. like to see inclusion of other communities as well. I would like to see it perhaps being less... Um, less catered for just an English speaking audience um, and perhaps Mm -hmm. make it more accessible because I feel like a story like this could be hugely entertaining and hugely um, important for people to watch. And to do that, perhaps you have to be less English, quote unquote, you know. Uh, But yeah, for all of those reasons, I I think that watching watching what they could do with it in today's atmosphere would be both interesting and uh, perhaps tough, but interesting. Thank you for joining me to review this. It was my
0: pleasure. Thank you for having me, Sharmila.
1: We've been reviewing Tunku the Musical, uh, which is by the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. They initially staged it back in 2007 and it's now available for free on their YouTube channel. Uh, so you just need to log on there and it's available till the 12th of September. Let us know, do you enjoy local musicals? What are some of your favourites? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chandana. For updates on nation arts and culture, visit
0: www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.